Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart, Stu Stewart, and Rick Kearney. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. And now, here's Earl Stewart. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back. Another Saturday. Another uh, show on how to avoid, uh, avoid being ripped off by a car dealer. Uh, my name is Earl. I'm a recovering car dealer. For you new folks, uh, we've been doing this for a long time, so we've got a lot of people that have listened to us for a long time, uh, around 14 years, I think. Uh, started out at a half-hour show, evolved to an hour show, and now we're doing two hours, 8 to 10 every Saturday morning. Uh, this is the true oldie station. I remind you of the fact that this is not a musical show. This is a live radio talk show. You are listening to us live. Some of us, you are watching us live because we're on Facebook also. Uh, we're also on Periscope and YouTube. Uh, if you want to tune us in to Facebook, it's just facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And I emphasize live because live radio is an exciting thing. You know, they say radio is dying out and this, that, and the other. I don't think so. I think it's evolving like all the other media. And the one thing that's always been exciting on radio has been live. Live, real time. You can call this show, 877-960-9960, and you can ask us anything, and we will try to answer. Hopefully it's about cars, how to buy, maintain, repair, lease. Um, Try to avoid the pitfalls, the minefield, we call it, when you enter a car dealership. I know most of you have heard this a lot of times, but the Gallup organization conducted a poll in 1977, and they kept doing it again and again and again. All those years, since 1977, they, they've asked the American public, what do you consider the most honest and most ethical businesses that you deal with? And they have a list from the best all the way to the worst since 1977. Every year, car dealerships have been near the bottom. Last year, they were at the bottom. Best year they ever had, I think, was three steps up from the bottom. The least ethical, uh, the least honest businesses that the American public perceives they deal with. So that's why this show exists, and this is why we encourage you to call the show. You can text us, by the way, at 772-497-6530. A lot of people prefer to text. I'm one of them. Uh, you avoid long conversations, you know, you can make your point and hopefully people get tired of typing when they reply and they can make it succinct. But I like texting, so a lot of you folks uh, can text us at 772, that's the area code, 497-6530. Let us know if you've had a really good experience with a car dealer. Because we pride ourselves on the fact that we don't have a negative spin to the show. I mean, if you see negativity on the show, it's because negativity occurred and something happened. But we are trying to find good car dealers because we have a good car dealer list. We have a list that you can access. Just go to EarlandCars.com and we click on a link there for good dealer, bad dealer list. And you can find out our recommended car dealers. We also have a list where we say don't buy from this dealer. And uh, we modify the list. We update it. And we do this largely by Mr. <coughs> reports, but we also rely on your input. That's the reason we like you to call the show. With good reports or bad reports, in between reports, and we will keep our list, our list updated. 
the average American, I think, buys a car now about every 49 months, I believe, currently. The, the time is getting uh, further and further in between purchases. But you maintain your, your car probably twice a year. You should, every six months or 10,000 miles. I mean, you should come in every six months anyway, uh, even if you don't put 10,000 miles on your car. And have it checked over. And when you do, you got to see an independent service department, somebody like Pep Boys um, or Firestone or who else they got out there, um, Jiffy Lube. Tire Kingdom. Tire uh, Kingdom. A few yeah. others. Yeah, there's a lot of them out there. A lot of you folks like to take your car back to your car dealer, especially when you bought it new. By the way, here's a tidbit. You don't have to return for service to the car dealer you bought your car from. One of the advices we give you on this show is find the dealer who gives you the best deal on the car, the best price, and then find the dealer that gives you the best deal on your service. So that way you can have the best of both worlds. Years and years ago, you almost feel obligated to go back to the dealer that you bought the car from. In fact, some car dealers, years and years ago, if you didn't buy the car from them, they'd say, take it somewhere else for service. And uh, the only thing you have to go to a dealer for, by the way, is warranty service. doesn't have to be your dealer, just a dealer of the same make of car. Um, but you can have your regular service, non-warranty, just maintenance, done anywhere. So you have the best of both worlds. Buy it from the best dealer, have it serviced with the best independent or the best dealer. And that's just a tidbit of advice. Uh, I'm sitting in the studio today with our team. In fact, we just modified our introduction so that we would introduce our whole team. I used to just talk about Earl Stewart and Nancy Stewart. Nancy is my co-host and had been with me since the get-go 14 years ago. But since we've added a couple of important people, one of those important people sitting to my right, his name is Rick Kearney. And Rick is a certified diagnostic master technician. Uh, we used to call him a mechanic back in the day, and then we started calling him a auto technician. That sounded pretty good 10, 15 years ago, but now we call him an auto computer scientist. And I challenge you to find anything that Rick can't answer about a car. I don't care how obscure it is. Now, with full transparency, Rick has got a laptop there. Was that a Dell? It is. He's got yep. a Dell laptop, and uh, he's got his finger within striking distance of Google. So oh, yeah. Google is faster than the speed of light, and Rick's mind is also faster than the speed of light. <laughs> so you, you direct your questions about automobiles or trucks or whatever you want to talk about. Got a problem? Call Rick. Next, we've got Nancy Stewart. And uh, as I said, she's been my co-host since the, be the beginning of the show. And uh, she is a female advocate, a woman's advocate. We live in the Me Too era. The Me Too era when suddenly we found out, well, we didn't suddenly find out, we knew about it, but it suddenly come to be in the media. It's in the, it's in the consciousness of all of us now. We've been giving women a, a, the short end of the stick for too long. And I say we, I'm a man. Rick's a man, Stu's a man, and all you men out there are a little bit guilty. Uh, cumulatively, we're a lot guilty, and we have to do a better job of taking uh, the women up to our level or maybe a little above because uh, women are equal in all senses. And that's her job is to advise women on how not to be taken advantage of some tricks of the trade. Uh, Nancy, what do you, you got to say about that? Good morning, everyone, and uh, for the ladies that are listening, give us a call toll-free because you can win yourself $50. The first two 
female callers, $50. And I know you would like to win that. No strings attached. Yeah. No conditions. Just call the show. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from you, and I want to thank all the ladies that have called uh, in the past weeks. Uh, you have really helped to build a platform here at Earl on Cars, and uh, we, uh, well, as I always say, there is just uh, power in uh, numbers. So ladies, join me this morning, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero. But remember, you can only win that fifty dollars if you call in to the eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. We have a great show ahead of us. But first, we're going to go to Tina, and Tina is our well most popular caller, and we look forward to hearing from her every Saturday morning. She's got information to share with us that kind of always. Uh, Leaves us uh, breathless. She's good. Yes. Very, very, very good. Good morning, Tina. Good morning. How are you doing? Thank you for the intro. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about, I'm, I'm a hairstylist. I've been a hairstylist for several years. And I have a client of mine that purchased a Ford Escape a couple years ago. She got, a, at the time, her brand new 2017. And just this past year, she was having issues because she said the check engine light kept coming on. So she took it to uh, Tamiami Ford in Naples, and they've been really good to her. They've given her loaner cars for the last month and a half. They've really examined what the heck's been going on with this vehicle. And they determined a practically brand-new vehicle with less than 30,000 miles on it has a head gasket issue. Hmm. So they've tried to get parts for this car. They've bent over backwards. And finally, they told her yesterday, they said, ma'am, we're going to be giving you a brand new car and we're going to lemon law this. Now, to be fair, she's leasing a vehicle. But they were just really good about it. They were apologetic. They accommodated her to the best of their ability. And she'll be picking up her new vehicle next week. Wow, what a story. You know, there are good dealers out there. And I emphasize Tammy, Amy Ford in Naples, and let's give them a shout-out and a plug. All you folks on the west coast of Florida, you're thinking about buying a Ford, Tammy, Amy Ford in Naples, that is above and beyond the call of duty. She did not get the runaround. What do you think about Rick, what about head gaskets on a brand-new car? Well, any car can have an issue. I mean, uh, you know, sometimes maybe something went wrong in the manufacturing. So I, you know, I understand things happen. <clears throat> But the idea that they cannot get the parts in and cannot get it repaired, that sounds like an issue with Ford Motor Company. Mm-hmm. And I think Tamiami Ford did the exact right call, regardless of who's footing the bill in the end, because obviously Ford is going to foot the bill. But it seems like Tamiami stepped up and went to bat for this young lady mm-hmm. and said, we're not going to make you fight this. We're going to fight it for you, and we're going to take care of you. And they did the perfect right thing. Tina, I bet you but agree. With the, but would the situation had been different if she had bought the car? Would she have been treated the same way if she would have purchased it? Oh, I That's thought she. I thought she had purchased the car. At least she said, "Yeah." Oh, at least the car. Yeah, I see. What your point? Uh, uh, it was actually owned by the Ford Leasing, probably uh, a captive company. Uh, I think. I think so. I, I think that. Uh, um, that this indicates a true, sincere uh, move by Ford 
to uh, admit they have a problem and try to fix it. You know, every every company, manufacturer, car dealership, uh, you know, whether you're selling refrigerators or televisions, every company has problems. They make mistakes. What separates the good from the bad? The ones that admit the mistake and then try to do something about it. And too often, uh, they go into denial, and you get a lot of uh, tap dancing and smoke and mirrors. But when you step up and say, I'm wrong, I'm sorry, and this is what we're going to do, you can't ask for much more because there will always be mistakes. Uh, I guess what I'd be concerned about if I was driving a Ford Escape is how many Ford Escapes have this problem because it did come off of assembly line, and they build thousands of these models. Uh, it's probably something that will be appearing in a technical bulletin or maybe even a recall. Absolutely. Well, speaking of recalls, a little change in subject here. The big news in Car and Driver magazine is NHTSA investigating 3 million Hyundai and Kia vehicles for fires. Wow. So we're going to see how they step up to plate to fix things for their customers, too, because 3 million vehicles, that's, that's not small. That's, that's a huge no. problem. What is the cause of the fire, does it say, uh, Tina? What causes the fire? Uh, engine, it's, it just says engine defects may prompt a recall as the safety agency investigates more than 3,000 fires. Wow. And it says at risk are 2010 to 2015 Hyundai and Kia models with the 2.4-liter eng- engines, many of which have been previously called, recalled for engine fires. Mm-hmm. And it says owners have reported their cars catching on fire after stalling. All of the fires under investigation occurred without a crash. Mm-hmm. So that's the story with that. So if you have a Hyundai or Kia that's between the years of 20 to 2015 and it has a 2.0 liter, 2.4 liter engine, you may want to speak with your dealer or figure out what to do from there. I mean, it's really a mess for that for those two companies. Well, thanks for that heads up, Tina. And of course, safercar.org, that's the NHTSA website. Uh, I would never buy a used or new car until I went to safercar.org. They do give you the cars that are under consideration for recall, the ones that have been recalled. They even tell you the ones that have been recalled, but they don't have a fix yet. And when you pick out a specific car, then you can put the VIN in and really get the specific information. But write that down, folks, uh, if you haven't already. I know our regular listeners probably have, but safercar.gov, I believe I said org. Safercar.gov, G-O-V www.safercar.gov, G-O-V. There is also an app that you can get for your Google phone, uh, Android phones and for Apple phones that for your own cars, you simply line up your license plate in the window of this app, oh, I saw that, yeah. snap a picture of it, yeah. and within a couple seconds it tells you if there are any open recalls on your car. Yeah, I tried that. It didn't work on my license plate. It had something to do with a scanner and... Uh, uh, I was able to put the VIN in and then to work with the VIN. But, yeah, that's a good app to yep. have. Yeah. Well, well it, it may be, too, your your license may be registered to the dealership. No, it's not as registered oh, to Oh, it me. isn't? Yeah. To you personally? Okay. Yes, uh-huh. ah. Tina, that's thanks awesome. very much uh, for that uh, heads up. Uh, very, very important. Yeah, Tina, the, uh, the great story that you shared with us. We really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Uh, it's like the uh, yin and yang uh, you gave us the story of the recalls and the greatest story out of Tampa. And uh, you're a big part of the show. And like I said before, we really look forward to hearing from you every week. So I thank you for calling. 
Thank you very much for letting me on. Oh, you're quite welcome. It's our pleasure. We'll uh, hear from you next week. Yes, ma'am. Have a great weekend. Uh, that number is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. There you can voice your opinion, maybe give us some advice about the show, anything at all. Youranonymousfeedback.com. Now we're going to go to Rod, and uh, he's calling us from Riviera Beach. Good morning, Rod. Good morning, all. Rod the Crash Dummy here. Um, <laughs> well, well, probably, ho- hopefully, a week from now, I'll be up in sunny and semi-cloudy North Carolina. Good for you. New beginnings, you know, end end outs, and uh, good time to be going up because the dogwoods will be starting to bloom and like seven different colors, all that stuff. Ah, yes, the dogwood. I've been endeavoring for quite a while, as you all know, to get the license right and everything and had to go through every hoop. They did. They, they, they spared none on me getting my uh, me getting my gold star on on my license. So mm-hmm. I leave clean. I leave uh, leave everything. And uh, I've got my lady friend coming down. She's going to be helping me going through few things storage stuff like that now what y'all were just talking about with the ford escape mm-hmm. ford edge and whatever whatever other vehicle that they put the 3.5 into rick i've got the uh, pretty much the answer from uh, from personal experience looking at a friend's vehicle what what happens is they've got a water pump that's inside the the uh, timing case cover and uh, the water pump basically is inside, and, and it's licked by oil. Now, because uh, because it's in the middle, if if it starts leaking just a little bit, then uh, then it taints the oil, it tints tints and everything, and thirty thousand, sixty thousand, eighty thousand, whatever they don't make it past eighty thousand, that the that the water pump starts uh, starts leaking and, and trickling in and, and forming that chocolate milk problem and all this stuff. Now, what comes about? What's the end out on it? What's the bottom line? Bottom line is that you've now got a seven to ten thousand dollar job because uh, because you've got the the engine and the cradle of the 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 transmission. Everything has to come down with the cradle assembly has to come out from underneath the vehicle. Gee, isn't that a nice way to make them? In order oh, yeah. to get this timing case off, they say that you can take the uh, take the timing case off in the vehicle. There's an inch of room. That's nothing. Now, shame on them for how they made it and all this stuff. This You're going to find down the line that this is going to be Ford's Edsel, as, as, as you may say, or Ford's complete. Uh, you know, uh, boom on 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 any type of thing. Whoever made this had to have complete rocks in their head. That's my personal opinion. How about Ford's now, Corvair? Got, uh, when you've got to be putting in a remanufactured engine, you know, in less than a hundred thousand miles or thirty thousand or whatever, shame, shame on them, and 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 you know, c- continued shame. Rod, now let me ask. That's my first. 
Well, let me ask you this. Yes. So to, for us non-technical folks, you and Rick are absorbing all this completely, but we've got a lot of people out there than me that, that are not uh, as uh, competent uh, mechanically as you guys are. What, what, how do I identify, if I'm a buyer and I'm, I want to buy a Ford, uh, how do I identify this particular engine so I can stay away from it and buy a Ford with a different engine? Three, three, three point five liter engine. So all the if you look if okay. you look and the water pump and the water pump is not driven by the serpentine belt or some type of belt, uh-huh. where's the water pump? Two point seven Dodge Intrepid, it sits inside also. You gotta take a whole lot apart, but uh, they don't leak anywhere near like this other one does. So you're you advice- a full, full, huge timing chain assembly that's there, uh-huh. almost like Cadillac and all that stuff. So you advise now, uh, yeah. what what you what you look for is any tinting, tainting of uh, of of moisture that's on the oil cap itself, where you where you add the oil. I see. Now, what they probably do is they probably put some sealant in. It's all over uh, all over YouTube, where the, uh, the just Google it and you'll find out that that you know it's a it's a 14-hour, uh, 17-hour job, something like that. I mean, it's massive. And it's all it's all where, you know, gee, you're going to have to go to the dealer for that one. And, gee, you're stuck getting a remanufactured engine. So It'd don't buy. A big, big, huge problem. Don't buy it a 3.5. Sorry there. Don't buy a 3.5-liter Ford engine. Is that the bottom line? Uh, I I say so, and there's there's going to be uh, you know before you buy anything, do your do your Google on it. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the 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 people that are people that are looking for stuff, uh, that 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 are that the, the people that are out there from from, oh let's see, ground ground roots type of thing. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna know from you know pretty much out of the gate. Some of what you go, some of these are, you know, the good old boys that are often often you know. Avenue, Avenue left, but uh, once you once you look at a whole bunch of it, you'll find out that it's you know pretty true. Well, thanks, uh, Rod, for the heads up on that. Uh, as I say, if I were, you know, a lot of people just say I love Fords, and Fords been built cars longer than anybody, and a lot of people just love. Uh, so you can still buy a Ford, just stay away from the 3.5 liter engine, or at least go out and Google the information and see if you can deal with that. And if you do have to have that particular model with 3.5, you want to be aware of what might happen and get your regular maintenance so it doesn't sneak up on you. Well, I mean, y'all, y'all were talking about it, so I thought I'd, you know, give you the give you the full full lowdown of what I what I found with a uh, with a customer friend personally, and, and yeah. it's oh, it's it, it's saddening. Appreciate it. Uh, we'd love to have a high tech like. Are you going to be able to call in from North Carolina, or are you just going to be uh, relaxing all the time and enjoying the dogwood blossoms? Hey, Rod, you still there? I think Rod hung up. Yes. Oh, there he is. Uh, call us from North Carolina. We'd love to hear from you. You and Rick, you can uh, really got a good rapport. Well, you know, we tried. I've gone to Gama. It's time to lay down, lay down the tools completely, and uh, you know, sniffing the smelling the flowers. There you it's go. A real rough day weather-wise. Stay inside. You know. There you go. I hear you, brother. I hear you. We'll call again, Rob. Thank you very much. Have a great time in uh, North Carolina.
Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, ladies, first two female callers this morning, you win yourself $50. So give us a call. And we have a, a great mystery shopping report from Napleton of North Palm Beach, Hyundai. North Palm Beach Hyundai. So uh, have a sit back, have a cup of coffee, enjoy the show, and uh, we're having a whole lot of fun right here, right? That's right, Mister Recovering re- Car Dealer. And I want to report back on something I dropped the ball on last week, uh, because a couple of weeks ago I said I would get some information. I think I copied you, Rick, on the old mm-hmm. forty um, white paint uh, to see if. Uh. Uh, if a clear coat yeah. was being added to Toyotas that had the uh, particular paint coat, there was a white paint that a few years back was fading and was being repaired under warranty and sometimes in other goodwill. And sometimes, unfortunately, the customers were having to pay for it. The reason for the fading was the fact that Toyota had uh, omitted the clear coat. And it's a mm. long story as to why that happened. But the problem's been remedied. I was able to find out that uh, since 2015, there have been no Toyota white cars, 040 code, that have not been clear-coded. And it actually started the corrections back around 2010, but it took a while to get into all the models that they do build. Uh, Something to be aware of when you buy any car, because we don't know about other manufacturers, clear-coat is an important thing to have on your paint. It just basically keeps the uh, environmental contamination and the whole atmosphere off the paint itself. Paint can't fade as long as clear-coat remains there. So that's the answer to my drop the ball number one. Drop the ball number two is that we had shopped Mullinex Ford. uh, Was it about three weeks ago, Stu? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, found out that they were charging a dealer fee. And we were shocked because they advertised that they do not charge a dealer fee. And then we really were in a quandary because we had to give give a grade to Mullinex Ford. And they had been our beacon of light in the car dealer world because they were the first uh, people out there to do one price. They were the first people out there to do no dealer fee, I believe. And uh, I was in a quandary, and we all decided to give Mullinex Ford another chance, and I was going to call the Mullinexes. Well, I I did this week, and I talked to Larry Mullinex. Larry Mullinex was uh, disbelieving, and we spoke on the phone. I I finally had to send him a copy of his buyer's order uh, at the North Palm Beach store, North Palm Beach Hyundai. I think I have that here in my little book. And I sent, I texted it to him, and uh, he got it. I haven't heard back from him, but this is the buyer's order that I sent him, which clearly shows that he has a dock fee, and he also has a dealer fee. Uh, and in fact, it's called a dealer fee. Um, I'm sure he's checking this out now. So... I believe what's going to happen, and this is speculation because I have not heard back from Larry Mullinex. By the way, here's a picture of Larry. Uh, he was on the cover of Dealer Magazine. They have uh, Larry and Jerry. They're brothers. Larry and Jerry, I believe, now own something like five Ford dealerships. Uh, they have one in New Smyrna. They have one in uh, Popka. They have one in uh, Lake Park, North Palm Beach. They have another one. And I'm not sure where that is. I think that one's run by Barry. Barry, yeah. I also found out, because I read the article in Dealer Magazine, that uh, they don't own all of these stores. They only own two of them completely. And they have partners that operate 
and own partially, and I'm not sure what percentage. So I think what's happened is the partner in Lake Park, North Palm Beach, has made some changes that were not known by Larry Mullinex, probably by Jerry either. And I think probably there's some conversations going on now to say that we don't charge dealer fees and this is an error and you need to change it. So I'm not, I, I think what we have to do is give the Mullinexes another week, would you say? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, another <laughs> week until we can communicate better. And that is my answer on drop the ball number two. The Mullinex project is in pro- well, progress. There's a few steps they got to take. If they're going to change it, they're going to have to reorder all new buyer's orders. So <coughs> maybe, maybe even like three weeks or so. Who knows? Well, I want a confirmation. We should at yeah. least have a yeah. verbal confirmation that that process, whatever process has to be. But, you know, they can cross out the dealer fees. That's right. They can use the existing uh, Use the existing one and say this was a typographical error. We made a mistake. Make a better use of that Sharpie they like to use. As exactly. <laughs> exactly. A lot easier than getting rid of all those bottles of water. That's true. <laughs> What are they going to do with the water? <laughs> I guess they just... They'll have to drink it. <laughs> no, they, 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 they can start using... They, they have to put a moratorium on the water bottles until they eliminate the dealer fee, then they can use them. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Think what In the meantime, well, lock up those bo- water bottles. Yep. Well, you can water the plants. Yeah, You can exactly. drink the water. So many, there's a lot of... Okay, that brings it. us up to date on that, and I think we... Oh, good, we have a, a caller... We do have a caller, and she is from Tennessee. Welcome to the show, Sandra. Hello. I'm so happy to hear from you. You're a first-time caller. Yes, I am. And you won yourself $50. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You can give your information to Rudy when we're done talking. How are you today? Oh, I'm okay. Good. I had a question about, I have a 2016 Toyota uh-huh. Corolla, and uh, I've heard some not-so-good things about the CVT transmission. And I wanted to know, you know, I've only got, I bought the car brand new, and I've only got 37,000 miles on it. And I was wondering what I should do to take care of the transmission. Well, you called the right person. We got the world's foremost authority on Toyota sitting right next to us, Mr. Rick Kearney. We have seen um, a couple of things on them, but the, the most important one is that there is a what's called a recalibration for the computer that controls it. And right now there's actually a campaign out. It's a, a special service campaign where you simply bring your car into the dealership, we plug in a computer, and we download new software for how that transaction will operate. And other than that, we really have not seen a lot of issues. No, no charge for that. No, that is absolutely no charge whatsoever. And it only takes... Yes, yes I, I've had that done already. Okay. Well, if, if you've had that done, there's, there's really not anything else because it's a maintenance-free unit. It's completely sealed. There's, there's really nothing you can do that will, uh, shall we say, hurt it unless you're, well, in Tennessee, I mean, unless you're going over to Bristol and you're running on that track, I doubt you're really going to hurt that car. Um, just drive normal, and I don't think you'll have any real issues with it. There, there were a few growing pains when that CVT transmission oh, first came out. Or anything. 
I don't drive it a whole lot. Oh, I don't know. You, I've I've heard about you folks from Tennessee, and I've seen plenty of NASCAR races at Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that that I think you'll have a great time with your car. I I think you'll ha- you'll get a lot of use out of that transmission. Yeah, I hope so. Well, Sandra, well, Sandra it sounds like as if that you're taking good care of your car. Yes, I have the oil changed and everything done when I'm supposed to. And I've heard that that has lifetime fluid, but I've also heard if you're going to keep your car a long time, you should still have that fluid changed. Is that correct? I would recommend if if you're keeping it beyond 150,000 miles, at around 150,000, I would recommend having the fluid changed. Now, you have it... Just changed or flushed and changed? Uh, well, uh, we actually recommend what the flush, but there's no other chemicals that should be used on it. Uh, a flush basically means that they hook up a machine that slowly right. drains and out fluid from one side and out. puts it back in. So that way it gets all the fluid changed out. So I don't have to worry about it until it gets up to 100,000 miles. At least that, yep. All right, thank you so much. Well, Sandra, I want to tell you, you are a uh, a woman of the 21st century. I mean, uh, some of the terminology you just used, I'm I'm very impressed, and I hope you stay in touch with us. Yes, I will. I listen all the time, but this is the first time I've called. But I heard Scotty Kilmer talk about the CV. He's a Toyota fan like I am. My last call... This is the first car I've had since 95, and the 95 I had was a Toyota. Is that right? I am a big Toyota fan. Gosh. So you know you take care of your Corolla, and your Corolla will take care of you. Right. Yes. Right. I know I was going to get a Toyota (laughs) no matter what. That's the only car I would consider was a Toyota. Well, thank you so much, Sandra, for calling. I look forward to hearing from you again. All righty, thank you. Stay on the line, and uh, Rudy will get your contact information, and we'll send that 50 bucks. I've already given it to him. I gave it to him when I first called in. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Call again, please, Sandra. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sandra. All right, thank you. Uh, well, uh, from uh, Tennessee, we're going to Key Largo. Uh, glo- what an exciting we're show. We're globe-hopping today. I'm telling well, you. Well, <laughs> re- regionally. We're going to Key Largo, and we are going to be talking to Karen, who also is a first-time caller. Good morning, Karen. How are you this morning? I'm good. Oh, great. It's so good to hear from you, Karen. Thank you. And if you stay on the line, you can uh, win. You can get yourself fifty dollars. Rudy uh, will get your contact information. What can we do for you this morning? Wait, what? What can we do for you this morning? Um. Did you call to say hello? Oh, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Well, Karen, if you haven't got any questions, thanks very much for being a first-time female caller. And maybe next week uh, you might have a question or two and spread the word. We're trying to build up at least 50% callers from our female audience. So thank you so much for taking the time, and you will receive a check for $50 in the mail. 
You're in. Thank you're, you. Oh, you're welcome. Enjoy Key Largo. Bye bye. Yes. Bye. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. And I know some of you folks like to text seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And don't forget, you can you can stream us. Stream us on on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Speaking of Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars, I think we have some posts, don't we? Uh, we have uh, well, three texts that came in on oh, the text. uh, yep on the text line. Uh, the first one, uh, good morning, Earl. My wife and I are closing in on your dealership. Yes, all the way from South Carolina. Wow. You offered a cash reward on a prior program to anyone who finds the, your, your dealer fees. We will be combing every inch of your dealership, and we will find the dealer fees. <laughs> first things first, though, I just spilled coffee in my shirt. Do you sell any T-shirts, any shirts at the dealership? <laughs> I've already answered them that we, we do sell T-shirts at the dealership, and um, good luck finding those fees. That's all i got to say to that. Actually, they're on their way. They're going to stop by and get a selfie. They're heading down to Fort Lauderdale on a cruise out of uh, Port Everglades, and uh, yeah. they're going to swing by and get a selfie in front of the dealership. Oh, I love that because that's what the other car dealers like to say <laughs> is that we have, a hidden, we have dealer fees, but we hide them. Uh, in the price of the car, and I guess I must have said I offered a reward. Yeah, if you can find them. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, good. I, I, the, the, that still that still stands, you know. Yeah, so sure. if you find them, yeah, exactly. write you a check. Um, <clears throat> here's another one. This is from Natalie in Jensen Beach. Uh, the the reverse gear on my 2004 Acura TSX has gone out, and I have to park in areas where I can only leave front end first. What will this repair cost me? And what component of automatic transmissions causes them to fail in this way? Natalie and Jensen Beach. Well, that's a new one, Rick. What, what do you mm. have to say about that? That's going to be something internal in the transmission, obviously. And modern cars now, it's actually become less expensive to replace the transmission, either with a remanufactured unit or with, uh, well, I hate to put it this way, as junkyard. I'll call it recycled parts. Yeah. Um, a lot of cars that wind up going to junkyards... The, the engines, the transmissions, if they're still in good operating condition, sure. we'll buy them and get them for you at a very reasonable cost and install it in your car for less than half of what a remanufactured transmission would cost, labor included. Give me there. a number on a Kia transmission. Just uh, On an Acura like hers, I'm going to say probably around $1,200 installed and just what, as a and what guess. What would a new one cost? A new one? Factory, if you if you could even find a factory new one, mm-hmm. I'd say something more along the lines of like thirty five hundred. Yeah, and a remanufactured would probably be around twenty five hundred to three thousand installed. So a used transmission for what did you say twelve hundred? Around twelve to fifteen hundred installed. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's. I'd go with a used, and you get a guarantee, right? You should always get like at least yep. a twelve month guarantee. Uh, companies like LKQ that they are a nationwide organization where they find the parts at all the various junkyards and then ship them to you. What is the name of that again? LKQ. L, like in Larry K, and Kilo, and Q, like in Quebec. LKQ. And it actually stands for Like, Kind, Quality. Ooh, I like and that. And that's, that's their, their motto, basically. Can you go to LKQ.com? You actually can, although... For purchasing, they may they try to deal usually with shops and dealerships. 
Uh, but you can go on their websites and find a lot of interesting things for your car. Now, there's a heads up to anybody that is getting their car repaired at a car dealer or any independent service department. When they start quoting you prices on parts, especially expensive parts like engines and transmissions or even water pumps or you name it, now you can go to LKQ, likekindquality.com, and compare prices. And, and consider the idea of a re- recycled part. Exactly. And they will give, in most cases, a one-year warranty, some cases even a two-year warranty, and some of them, they'll even include a warranty on the labor. Yeah. But that would be the best option, really. It's a huge business, this whole remanufactured or used part. It used to be the junkyard, as Rick said, and uh, you'd go out there and mess around in the junk and find something. you go and pull the part yourself. But, but now it's, it's become, and I, be, I believe LKQ has pretty much monopolized the whole business. And they buy these all over the country. They have huge warehouses. They have it all computerized. And you can go on their website. You can find any part for any car practically ever built somewhere at some price. And it's much less than you're going to pay if you buy through a manufacturer. Absolutely. Any more text, too? We got more text. Uh, this is from Lenny, and Lenny's in LaGrange, Georgia, or thereabouts. Oh, wow. Like He's Tennessee, in, in Georgia. Georgia. I know. Wow. We're, yeah, we're getting the south today. He wants to know um, if the new 2019 Toyota Corollas have the new safe airbags, and I'm going to defer that to Rick. And from everything that I've been able to see, yes, our 2019 Corollas have no Takata components whatsoever. Okay, that's thank a, goodness. Yeah, actually, I didn't pick up. I, w- I was wondering if he was referring to like a newer generation of the of uh, advanced technology airbags. But you're probably right there on the Takata thing. So. And just as a heads up, uh, this thing is a little cloudy because Takata no longer exists. Uh, I need to uh, research this. Maybe one of you guys with a computer here can find out who bought Takata. But they, I'm sure they don't call them Takata airbags anymore. No. So whatever they're calling them. Uh, you just should know that they were the Takata. I'm sure that the person, the person, the company that bought out Takata has probably changed the, um, probably the ammonium nitrate that they're using. Uh, they've changed something to make them safe. I cannot believe they would buy the company and continue to build defective airbags. No, they, yeah. they've actually, uh, even Takata started doing this when they realized what the issue was. They started adding a desiccant package in that inflator that would absorb moisture so that it could not deteriorate the ammonium nitrate like it did. So the new Takatas, the last of the production, are perfectly safe? Yes. Oh. Uh, As far as we know. As far as we know. Okay. Bear bear in mind, the whole Takata airbag issue, it was years before anybody even realized that that was a problem. Yeah. And And then when they did, unfortunately, Takata tried to... Sweep it under the rug a bit. They talk, and this reminds me of something that just sticks in my craw, is that it took years, but these airbags were exploding and they were killing people. But the problem is, in an accident violent enough to cause the airbag to deploy, there's all sorts of stuff flying around, and people were dying, and people were just assuming, well, he had a a head-on collision, and that's why he died. They never autopsied anyone, and uh, nobody would demand an autopsy. And then they finally figured out, after a long, long time, that it was a shrapnel from the 
inflator in the airbag that was killing some of these people. It's awfully hard, and this is a gory thing to even contemplate, but when you take somebody that is so mangled in a terrible accident, really to find out exactly what cause the cause of death was. So Takata and the rest of the manufacturers like to say, well, we've only had a small number, 20-some-odd deaths. To me, 20-some-odd deaths is not small, but uh, it could be, in my mind, a 200 and 200 deaths or 2,000 deaths or who knows how many deaths because it's impossible to go back and all those instances where to cut airbags deployed and really you're not going to uh, disinter all these bodies and do a autopsy and find out what really caused the death. So we'll never know how bad this to cut thing really was. And especially now as a lot of those much older airbags are getting so degraded that they can deploy on them themselves. Yeah. They simply yeah. explode with no warning. Exactly. I got another text here, Stu? We do. It's a good one. <laughs> Earl, you claim not to charge the dealer fee, but I bought a new 2000 Forerunner from Leary Wells. I paid $500 in dealer fees, and Leary said if you charge one person, you have to charge all, or else you'd have to refund every dealer fee you ever charged. Wow. Good old Leary. That's how your past follows you, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Folks, that's why I call myself the recovering car dealer, because I was evil. And this is uh, this gentleman, this texter, uh, was uh, obviously a customer of mine many years ago. Yeah, about 20 years Le- ago. Because Leary Wells, uh, we all love Leary. Yeah. And, uh, uh, by the way, Leary is very ill, and uh, <laughs> we wish him the best. Mm-hmm. And he left the business, what, about 10 years ten ago y- with us? Yeah, about 10 years and ago. And he, uh, he, uh, he was a manager in... Uh, a restaurant. That's uh, right. Uh, I believe it was Fridays in Fridays. Uh, or, or Chili's. I think Fridays or Chili's. Friday. It was Friday. I thought Friday. it was Friday. Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Larry was yeah. a great guy as a salesman, and I charged the dealer fee, mm-hmm. uh, a $495 dealer fee. That's right. And that dealer fee was the last thing between me and uh, feeling good about myself. And one day I had a meeting in the, the dealership, called everybody out on the showroom floor, all the salespeople, all the managers, and it's as if this day we're no that. longer going to charge the dealer fee. Yeah. And it was mass hysteria. Oh. People said, how can we give up $500 profit on every car we sell? And I said, we're just going to have to do it. Uh, and the way we, I said, we don't have to lose $500 on every car we sell. We will just quote the price with whatever price profit we want to make. Yeah. And that's what happened. So Big. thank you, Mr. Texter, for bringing uh, my past to the fr- forefront. I did do those things back in those days. How many years has it been, Stu? We dropped the dealer fee in the spring of 2004. So that was 15, 15 years, years ago. ago. 15 years ago. Oh, thank you. Years. Yeah, they give yeah. me tingles. I've been, the, I've been clean text. for 15 years. Yep. Yep. Um, got You've a follow-up clean. text. <laughs> follow-up <laughs> text. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, by the way, I love Leary, too. He called the forerunner I bought, Boom Boom. <laughs> there you go. Um, just for your information, Leary called everything Boom Boom or, or Boo Boo Kitty. So yeah, it wasn't just your kitty. It wasn't just your forerunner. Including his women. That's true. He called me Boom Boom. <laughs> oh, and by the way, what Larry said about if one person charges a dealer fee, all dealers have it, that was untrue. But I might have told him to say that. I, w- I believe I was trained to, trained to say that. Probably, yes. We were all trained <laughs> to, I mean, to say a few things. Yeah. Earl, because of your transparency, what happened? I mean, everybody went crazy. They weren't going to make that money anymore. But what happened? I mean, business increased. Yeah. 
yeah. immensely. Yeah, we I actually, uh, we actually, uh, our average profit per car dropped about two hundred dollars, but we sold uh, twice as many cars. Yeah. Suddenly, we were the twice. only, we're the only car dealer not charge the dealer fees, and everybody's coming to us to buy cars. Now we're one of the largest volume car dealers in Florida. And uh, people come in to buy cars from us. So all you car dealers out there listening, I, I hate talking like this because I sound like I'm doing a commercial. And I'm not, honestly. I'm just trying to say to all you other car dealers and salespeople that are listening, if you would just follow our lead, you would be surprised. Being honest and transparent with your customers is, is really good for business. Uh, I'm not really sure why I did it. Was I just it trying was, to yeah, be a you, nice you, guy? Yeah, you was felt I it was wrong. Good, or was I, was I just a smart businessman? You new dealers th- out there, get smart. Drop that dealer fee. Sell more cars. Make more money. Be happy and sleep better at night. It's easy, easy. Absolutely. Folks, uh, if you'd like to give us a call, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us. At 772-497-6530. And I want to thank everyone that's listening. You're a big part of the show, and we do appreciate you. And uh, while we're thanking, I'd like to thank uh, Rudy and Jonathan for doing such a superior job in the studio. Uh, It's just in the control room. Uh, We're a team, and... uh, we all work very well together. We Thank don't have you. we don't have sound effects over here. Thank you guys. Uh, we have, he's on we have real we have real <laughs> clapping. And by the way, we're under construction here at the studio, yeah. and we're moving into our brand new studios, mm-hmm. which I understand will be outstanding, and we'll have a green screen, and we'll have uh, really fancy equipment, and you know, just you know, it'll be like the 21st century. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. May first. <clears throat> okay. We have a couple of comments that came in on Facebook. One's from Ken. He says, to, cov- to give competing dealers a mental hernia, a dealer could put a negative amount in the de- dealer fee line to create a bonus consumer rebate. <laughs> Very clever. I like that one. <laughs> and also Linda, who is probably one of our longest listeners and Facebook viewers, just a, a, a great fan of the show, says, good job, Earl. Wish you had not charged dealer fees when we bought from you years ago. We apologize, Linda. <laughs> Uh, let me, uh, have we covered the text? We're all, we're all caught up. Let me mention that uh, uh, Nancy Stewart and I uh, are going, have been asked by the Attorney General's uh, Seniors Against Crime group uh, to speak, and we will be, we've been invited to speak. Uh, Nancy gave me this uh, bulletin from Attorney General Ashley Moody, uh, and before I get into that, we have Victor calling in from West Palm Beach. <coughs> yes, good morning, wi- good morning, Victor. Good morning, guys. How are you doing today? Great. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for the opportunity. What's on your mind? So Rick? my question this my question this morning, Mister Err, uh, is there any way to track really like a black box for the mileage on vehicles when you buy it and use? And the reason why I ask is I've seen in the past that you buy vehicles from South Florida. I'm calling it, you know. Boca Raton and down south, and a lot of these vehicles are being purchased, and they're leased, and they never go back for maintenance, and it's kind of give you that lack of information that when you pull the car park history, you don't see any record at all of the mileage of the vehicle being serviced at the dealer, and there's been, you know, news out there that the people bring those mileage down of the vehicle, and there's no way to track it down for us as a consumer. Go back to that question: Is there any way that you can do a like a black box, you know, track? 
Victor, I don't think the black box would answer it. I, what you have a Carfax reports now give the uh, maintenance history on most vehicles. Also, the manufacturer of that vehicle, if the car is returned to the dealer, one of their dealers, also has a history. You can go into a Honda or a Chevrolet dealer and in their computer, if they've had their car serviced in New York at a Honda dealer and you're down here, they'll have that service history. Carfax also does it but they have to have the permission of the dealer to do that. Most dealers now have made that uh, information available. Uh, as far as a black box goes, this is something that is uh, really there um, f for the manufacturers to be able to track and measure a lot of data that they want to use to enhance the safety of the cars. Uh, they get a, there's a lot of controversy because sometimes these are subpoenaed in accidents. Attorneys like to get their hands on them. Uh, uh, we can access the black box. I think Rick has told me that if you uh, have an issue that requires the black box information, then uh, we are able to access it on your behalf. In right, some right? cases, yes. Yes. So, uh, but try Carfax, and then if uh, I, if I was going to buy a car, I would definitely check Carfax on that VIN number. I'd also check with the manufacturer of that car to see if they had a service history. Rick has another point. Now, on, on some cars that are within, the, say, the last two to three years at the most, the amount of information that is now being saved in the computers, like on a one- to two-year-old car, uh, for a Toyota, at least, I know this, I can go into various computers and see mileage reports at certain points. So I would be able to at least give a basic idea of whether or not the mileage that is shown on that odometer is accurate or not. But, but that's only the on the very newest cars, one to two years old. Yeah, nothing about the maintenance, though. So. No, no, not about maintenance. Victor, does that well, answer your question? Yeah, I mean, yes, it does. It's just the fact that sometimes there's no records that from the time that the customer buys the vehicle, and when you go yeah. and, and, and resell it from the dealer, there's no record of the vehicle. We never show that. And then there's the old so, fa there's the old fashioned way of getting the name of the previous owner, and that should be on your on the title to the car. Uh, if you can contact the previous owner, I'm not saying it's going to be absolutely accurate, but you can at least have a conversation. Sometimes the previous owner will be honest with you and uh, say that I did maintain the car very carefully and I have my files or they might not even want to talk to you, but it's worth a try. You have three sources, the previous owner, you have the Carfax report, and you have the manufacturer uh, history, which the dealer wouldn't be a, have access to if that person who owned it previously used the dealer and not an independent. Got it. Okay. Well, Thanks, thank Victor. Thank you very much. Appreciate the call. Thank you, Victor. Give us All a call right. again. That number is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget about your anonymous feedback. We would love to hear from you. We're going to go to Singer Island, uh, where Peggy has been waiting. Good morning, Peggy. Hi. Um, um, I'm... Um, <laughs> I, I'm driving to a meeting with um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be trained for um, going to uh, uh, to um, Washington D.C. with um, a, 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 um, a veterans group. So I'm a little nervous because I'm lost. But anyway, I just wanted to say um, I'm 
I have a Honda. I have a Honda Fit right now, but we have a Honda 2000. And Ma'am, excuse me. No, I did not. I pulled off. I knew he was there. I waited for him. Live radio. He, that's too bad. Ma'am, I got to go. So anyway, I have a 2003 Honda, and um, and my husband still drives it. And we, I was listening to the lady who talked about how she takes good care of her car and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was just so cool to hear somebody. I mean, she Wasn't her voice she clearly sounded like she was elderly, but she really knew her stuff. She was amazing. That was a really amazing interview. And um, I'm only 66, so I'm so pretty young. But um, I, my mother trained us. She was a single parent. She trained us to take good care of our vehicle. Yeah, that always helps. And, um, Yes, definitely. Yeah. I was trained so myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have. I we still have the 2003 Honda, and a few years ago, I bought a 2011 um, Honda Fit because I need the carrier area in the back, and I like the way it breaks down flat. So, but um, anyway, I, I was just wondering. My husband has to do a little t- tiny bit of body touch up, and do you? Could you recommend the best product for him to use? He just wants to, like, you know, sand down some areas and touch them up. Yeah, I would uh, think. As far as the body shape. I would check with uh, my Honda dealer, and they have factory paint codes. They would be able to identify the paint code on your Honda, and you could buy it in the parts department. Uh, If he's a do-it-yourselfer, knows what he's doing, uh, you'll save yourself a lot of money by doing that. You don't want to have a 2003 vehicle repainted. That would be too expensive for you, but you could certainly do some touch-up work and try to use the factory touch-up paint. That way it will be a pretty good match, although you do have fading on the paint, so that would be a factor to take into consideration. It's the filler that I was wondering about what, uh, where he's going to um, sand it down, and he, there's a couple of little places where he wants to level it off because there was a little rust. Mm-hmm. What kind of filler would he use? Well, now you're getting into something above my technical capacity. Uh, I wish I had Alan Napier. He's our collision repair guy expert here. Uh, I don't know. Rick, do you have any knowledge about fillers? Uh well, it's it's a lot more work and more knowledge intensive, but I would recommend using a fiberglass type sealer and filler. Uh, you're actually mixing up a, a fiberglass chemical and using strips of fiberglass tape mm-hmm. to cover over any holes where you had rust and then smoothing that fiberglass down in. It'll seal a lot better than Bondo or other plastic body fillers like that, and it'll actually last a lot longer and give a much better appearance. Where should she go to buy that? That way she could get some advice along with the product. Uh, most auto body shops or auto parts stores will carry different styles like that, the do-it-yourself kits. And YouTube is a great way to get some information on how to work with it. And other than that, I would check a couple of the automotive paint supply stores. Mm-hmm. They'll have all the supplies for doing that fiberglass work as well. Got a name? Uh, not off the top of the head, because unfortunately I just don't really do much anymore. But let me Google what I can for local auto paint stores, and we'll see what comes up. If your husband's a good do-it-yourself or Peggy, uh, uh, then that's fine. Uh, it's uh, pretty tricky when you're working with uh, fillers and paints and a car that's had some faded paint. So... Uh, he probably needs some advice on that, unless he's done this before, in which case uh, 
you know, he can probably do a pretty good job. Actually, as a matter of fact, one that I almost forgot about, um, I would go online and talk to a company called Eastwood, just like Clint Eastwood, but eastwood.com. They are one of the premier companies for restoration parts, and I would say you'd find some really great products there that would solve all your issues. Well, Peggy, you're driving now, so don't write any of this down, but you can remember I, I, you can remember Clint Eastwood. I actually stopped. <laughs> oh, I stopped you? so I could write it down. <laughs> so. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Well, That's dri- a lot of good information. Well, drive carefully, and I hope you find your way all the way. Thank you, Peggy. Give us a call again. or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Rod, and uh, he's calling us from Riviera Beach, and he must have another question. Hi, Rod. Good morning, everybody, again. Uh, Rick, Rick, you're you're uh, you're too much. You're 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 recommending Clint Eastwood through your good, the bad, and the ugly. Good God. <laughs> Number two. Number two. The uh, the fiberglass uh, stuff there is is good, but it, it's getting hard to find. And uh, the the lady there needs to tell her tell her man to use a well ventilated area because that stuff can that stuff can get you pretty good. Uh, now, what I mean to call that back about uh, is there still Rick a uh, a thing where where on the computer that you hook it that you hook in the computer uh, a computer checker and it comes up with what we call an hour meter um, you know dinosaur cars before I could find the hour meter on the vehicle and roughly come up with uh, with if the mileage has been refunded. Unfortunately, no. Our meters went away many, many years ago. Uh, for those wondering about this, an hour meter basically was for a lot of engines that weren't necessarily used on cars, so you didn't have an odometer, so you didn't have a way of judging how long that engine had been running and like whether a, it was time like, to maintenance. Like a marine engine, when I on my boat, I exactly. don't say how many miles I say, how many hours I have on my engine. Exactly. That's a perfect comparison. And so you would need that. And of course, for like a generator or the, or the like, and an hour meter simply was an odometer that instead of measuring distance, measured time. And unfortunately for automobiles, we no longer have those. They, they kind of quit using those back about the late seventies, I want to say. And since then it's, it's all been switching just over to regular computerization but no there's there's nothing we'd be able to track by that anymore okay just just checking because uh it's like farm equipment like this like that but uh, when i first started uh learning about the computers that we we had a we had a window we could check into for for that okay well happy day thank you Ron. and uh enjoying listening thanks Bye for, for calling thanks for calling back rod We'll talk with you soon. Um, ladies and gentlemen, remember you can go to Earl on Cars. And uh, you can. there's so much information there. Everything from uh, good dealer, bad dealer. Uh, there's uh, podcasts. There's uh, the mystery shop that we'll do today. EarlOnCars.com. Uh, EarlOnCars.com. And uh, you, can, you can find a lot of information. And uh, it will serve you well. So... 
EarlOnCars.com. We're going to go to Howard, who's holding. Uh, Howard's a regular caller, too, and he's from Jupiter. Good morning, Howard. Uh, pleasure talking to you. I just got some information uh, for you on the uh, uh, how you should listen on FM. I was uh, listening on 106.9, mm-hmm. and uh, now I changed to 90, 95.9, mm-hmm. and it, it works much better. Oh, so. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, that's again uh, 106.9 was okay, but it was you know you weren't hearing me too well on it. But okay. 95.9 is absolutely clear. Oh, so that's from Jupiter, so that's a bit of advice from oh, people it? who live in Jupiter. Thanks, okay. Interesting. And, uh, the other reason why I'm calling is that um, I purchased a 2006 Prius, and uh, I wasn't charged a dealer fee. I bought it from uh, the internet with Mr. Silverstein. Earl, you remember Mr. Silverstein? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we still keep in touch with him. He's on Facebook. Really? Uh, man, I'm going to get it. What a nice guy. And, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, <laughs> no dealer fee. And unfortunately, three months later, I had an accident. Oh. And uh, the, all the ba- airbags went off. Uh, yes. And mm. nobody was seriously hurt. Mm. This is a Prius, and people say, don't buy a Prius because it's too small, and you're going to get into it. I was hit very hard sideways, and nobody was hurt. The airbag. Now, my question to you, was that a Takata airbag, and the reason why it didn't explode because the car was only three months old? Is that yeah, uh, one it was, of the reasons? It probably was. That. It probably was, Howard. I mean, Takata is the largest, or was, the largest volume a manufacturer in the world of airbags. Most every manufacturer used Takata airbags. They almost had a worldwide monopoly. So chances are, this is what is so scary, chances are every collision where an airbag went off, 90% of them were probably Takatas. And we're wondering what is the death and injury as a result of that. We'll never know for sure. But in your case, it was a fresh airbag, and they don't go off until they have had a degradation they go they degrade from humidity and heat and you had a brand new prius and so you didn't have a problem but uh you know heaven forbid that it happened when the car was you know 10 years later you might have had a problem so um i'm glad we takata things behind us except for the fact there's still millions of them on the road that people don't know about okay i have another question for you do you ever get in any uh, uh Drivers with Cressidas uh, for service, or Cressidas <laughs> completely out. Reckon and what sure happens has. if you get one? Can you get parts for it? Great I question. actually haven't seen a Cressida in our shop for, I'm going to say, at least 15 years. Really? Yeah. Wow. Howard, you know, you can get parts for cars uh, as long as you're willing to pay <laughs> for about any car. Yeah. Uh, I had my 1937 Pontiac restored uh, a few years back. And it took about two years, but we finally got all the parts we needed. Uh, so there's, there's, the whole automotive American thing is such that there's so many people that are nutty about cars that you can find. You get online now especially. You go online and you put a part request in for about anything. You'll find it sooner or later, and you'll have to pay a little bit more, but you'll find it. Now, we okay, did. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, just a, a fun fun one here. We did just recently have a 1987 Celica Supra come in the shop that the, the car looked like it literally had rolled off the assembly line a year ago. And the customer wanted a fuel filter replaced. And it actually took us two weeks to find a fuel filter. Mm-hmm. 
pretty a old fuel car filter. <laughs> but for a 1987 Celica Supra, I mean, it, and oh, that car was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, love the Supra. Everybody Gorgeous. loves the Supra. <laughs> what yep. is the worst car ever manufactured? Uh, not American, you know, worldwide. You go. The worst car that was ever manufactured. Not the Edsel. That was the second worst car. You go. You know what it was? Daewoo. I would say either, either either the Fiat. Fiat, yeah, Fiat. Uh, oh, the, that was a Fiat. The Yugo was a Fiat. Fiat made the Yugo. The Yugo, you got it. Yeah, Yugo. Yugo. Yeah. The yeah. Yugo. Yeah. That's actually a Fiat. You know, that was uh, built in Russia uh, by Fiat. So uh, that was, a, you know, they called it the uh, the Lada in Russia. They called yep. it the Lada, yeah. Right, absolutely. Uh, okay, great. And thanks for the information. I'll be calling you next week. Thank you, Howard. Thanks, you know, thanks I've got, Howard. I've, I've got a funny story about the, uh, the Yugo. When Yugo first came to this country, uh, they were looking for dealers, and they came to me. And I can't even remember the year, but it was probably 1980-something. And they said, uh, you know, here's this new car. I said, sounds like a pretty good deal. And uh, uh, before I get into my rambling story, oh, I think we Yeah, I think we should go to John. Yes. Uh, John's a regular caller. He calls us uh, every week, and we just love hearing from him. He always has uh, so much information for us. He's calling from Palm City. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. Earl mentioned last week at one time the independence of the dealers in the Detroit area. Well, I, the reason I think they had a captive audience, and I'll tell you how. People like me put up with nonsense from the dealers in the New York area for years. This is going late 60s, 70s, and right up to the 80s. There was a 1295 only, uh, very low, FOB Detroit price. So not only that they wouldn't get the nonsense, because the dealers in the Detroit area were used to dealing employees of all the major oil, uh, car companies, and there was really no hassle. My friends used to go, I never did it myself, but they went there, one, two, three, fresh car, fresh stock, no nonsense completely. I can get temporary plates, get them on their way, one, two, three, and it was a big savings because the FOB was based from Detroit, and somebody like us in New York would be a high fee, even higher, mm. like California. Yeah. It was just a flat fee, and... It was not only a Mac that they saved, the savings, uh, played for their plane fare to fly out there. They would pick you up and bring you to the dealership, but also the fact that you wouldn't go through the nonsense. And when I say nonsense, let me just give you a for instance of some of the New York dealers. The largest dealership in New York uh, for years, and they're still in business today, they didn't even get their franchise revoked, was the major automobile group. They were primarily a Chevrolet dealer. They had five new car agencies, okay? There was a five-year investigation, five years, 22-day hearing. This is for this year, January 24th. They were fined $3.1 million, $210,000 in restitution to 40 customers. Wow. Mostly all the games that Earl talks about on the radio show Plus. And majority of them was minorities, Spanish, black, taking advantage of them. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, they really socked it to the people. The judge gave it to them really good. But yet, their franchise was not revoked. The president, I think it was Brendel, the, the two brothers, they stepped down, and it's still the same name, same agency. And um, 
I mean, the fine was absolutely nothing compared to the amount of cars that sure. they jip people on or fraud them. And uh, yet, to hypocrites, the city of New York spent $72.1 million buying New York City police cars oh, and wow. other uh, company official cars. Wow. So uh, there were other dealers. I mean, everybody knows about uh, McNamara Pontiac is almost bankrupt on <laughs> Long Island. Yeah. Bankrupt uh, Pontiac, uh, GMAC division. I mean, there was another one in the Bronx, Dick Gidron. They not only took it away from him, but they swapped him a dealership up in uh, uh, affluent Westchester County. Yeah. Uh, there was a Chevy dealer in Brooklyn. I mean, it was just unbelievable. I put up with myself uh, buying, I used to use, uh, buy new Chevrolets, and I was tempted once to go out to a the largest Chevy dealer in the United States at that time. I don't know if he's still there now. And um, it, it's just, it was a hassle, and it was a bad experience. Yeah. Just to go to any one of these dealers. There was nobody that was so great. There was one in Queens as a Chevy dealer that was fabulous for prices, but nobody would ever go to him because his servicing was so bad. It was called <laughs> Luby Chevrolet. It was in Queens. Yeah. So that's the reason why a boom, for, uh, you know, years ago, for all the uh, new car dealerships in the Detroit area, not only that they got the business of yeah. uh, employees, of major auto companies because you couldn't buy directly. If you worked for Chrysler or Ford, you had to go to one of these dealers. But they treated you respectful, and you were in and out, no baloney, yeah. no trying to sell you this and that, and no deal, deal uh, additives, you know, uh, phony Maroney on the window. Yeah. And it was just a pleasant experience because friends of mine did that constantly. Sure. So that's why I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, that's the reason they went one to One other it. thing, too. They went You're to reading it. so much about the closing of General Motors and uh, other company like Lordstown, Ohio. That's nothing new. That's been Hammock uh, track in Michigan. Um, years ago, GM closed a tremendous plant in the New York area, uh, in Tarrytown, New York. Basically, what a mouser, not it was obsolete. It was the electric cost of electric, water, you know, being in the New York area. Mm -hmm. And uh, believe it or not, at that plant in Tarrytown, they... Uh, disassemble it, and the, the parts were shipped by, to uh, Japan. Really? I didn't and know that. Another thing, too, in the news now, all the Canadian plants of General Motors, every I think there's four of them, they were all closing in 2020. I didn't know that either. Oh, this has been going on for a long time. Yeah. Uh, plants become obsolete. I'm not sticking up for the uh, automobile manufacturers, mm -hmm. but rather than spend a lot of money renovating them, they go to a new location, mainly mm. down the southern states, and uh, cheaper labor, or cheaper uh, right. taxes, and cheaper costs of manufacturing. Yeah. Now, that's right. That's an uh, interesting uh, revolution we're having in auto manufacturing, and it won't look anything like it does today, 20 years from now. It'll be uh, software companies and not uh, manufacturing companies. It's really going to be some radical changes. So people might as well get used to it and uh, hang on to your seatbelts. Well, or something like uh, that. one way, I'm glad for the dealers, though, that they stopped that, uh, you know, uh, Detroit FOB pricing. Yeah. Because uh, wasn't that fair. wasn't really not fair to people that lived like in California. Oh, yeah, and, terrible. Uh, far away places from the manufacturing plant. Well, John, thanks very much. It's always informative. I appreciate the call, and I hope you can call again next week. 
Well, love- looking forward to the shopping report. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much, John. We we love hearing from you. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And I think Stu might have a few texts over there. We have a variety of. Uh of requests and comments and questions. Uh, actually, we got one on uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. Just came in. It says, I worked in sales in a few car dealerships. Now I know why you're using anonymous feedback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I worked in sales in a few car dealerships, and not only is sexism rampant, but so is racism. In all three dealerships I worked I worked in in the late 2000s, Indian, Chinese, Jewish, and black customers were all given given pejorative names that were routinely used by management and staff. It is disgusting. That is true. Well, that's the reason we have the anonymous feedback. We thank you very much. People don't like to uh, tell the harsh, nasty truth sometimes, and we give you that anonymous, youranonymousfeedback.com. We welcome anyone for any reason. Uh, We're not saying we're always going to get the best information, but we open the faucets totally. We don't restrict anything. And something you want to get off your chest, www.youranonymousfeedback.com. That's right. Okay, we have another question that came in on the text line. It says, my 2006 Toyota Solera continues to draw down the battery. I've had the vehicle checked, no problems with the alternator, etc. Could it be the security system? The problem has been happening since 2012. Batteries replaced and disconnected when not in use for extended periods. Low mileage, maintained vehicle. I did finally get the dash replacement. Looks great. Rick? Mm. What's wrong with that Solera? An 06 Solera uh, security system is a possibility, but there's obviously there's something staying on that shouldn't. You've got what's called a parasitic draw. Do, is there a diagnostic tool that we have that we can determine that, or is that just a really difficult thing to diagnose? Well, it, it takes a little time, but the basic simple way is we hook up an ammeter that measures the amps being drawn by all the systems on the car once it's shut down and we start pulling fuses and if the amperage draw suddenly drops down to a reasonable level that's the circuit that's drawing too much power so if he took it to a dealer or to an independent they would use that technique mm-hmm. uh would you say it's 100 percent certain they would be able to determine the cause of the current loss as long if when they hook up the ammeter at the beginning if they can see an excessive amount of draw at that time, then yes. But unfortunately, if it's oh. something that is turning itself on at a later time, intermittent problem, yeah. then you might have a little trickier problem. Like, I've actually seen such a thing as the simple pin switch that, you know, when you close the door on the car, turns the interior light on and off. Yeah. I've seen those switches start to go bad inside, and even though the door is closed, Suddenly, an hour later, the light will come on, and you won't notice it because you're you're not near the car, but it starts drawing the battery down. So, if you don't drive that 2006 Solera a lot, you could leave it with a trusted mechanic, and he could check it intermittently Mm -hmm. and do the amperage test. And as Rick says, if you get the high current flow, then they can identify it. But if 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 it's intermittent, it only happens once every three weeks. It might be a long time before they can do it. it. Might but take a little while. Yeah, leave the leave the car with somebody that, for a few days and have a pretty good chance they can diagnose it. Next, okay, this is from Anne Marie. She is a longtime listener, longtime texter. Uh, 
here she goes. Car buying horror stories and one good one. First, a car salesman actually told a lady buyer that a full-size spare tire was a safety hazard. Two, lady showed up with a check from her credit union at the appointed time to take possession of the car. It was a Plymouth Horizon that she was buying. Neither her salesman nor the sales manager was around to complete the transaction. She waited 40 minutes. No one showed up, so she left. She never returned to either dealer. Salesman called four hours later, and she told him she was so angry she left and bought a vehicle rabbit. I guess that was the Volkswagen Rabbit. VW Rabbit, yeah. Yeah. Number three. Most shocking episode was when she walked into a dealership, told the salesman what she needed, and he actually listened. He brought (laughs) a car out that met her needs. No pressure. Did she lose consciousness? She fainted. Wow. (laughs) Quite possibly. No pressure. He was polite, friendly, and didn't bat an eye when she wanted to think about it. She checked online and found it really was a good deal and bought the car. I wish all buying experiences were like that one. So do we. You know, Anne-Marie, you ought to write a book, really. Uh, You've got a great sense of humor, and you were very articulate, and you've had some amazing experiences. Yeah, yeah. thanks a lot, Anne-Marie. The power of the Internet. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Did that clean us up on that? Yeah, that's that's the last one. We're all caught up on text. Yeah, I wanted to uh, mention about the uh, Ashley Moody, our new Attorney General, and I'll re- I, I hate to read things on the air, but I, I'll read this. Attorney General Ashley Moody today announced Florida's Senior Protection Team, an intra-agency group of experts working together to fight fraud and abuse. The team is comprised of leading members from the Attorney General's Office of Statewide Prosecution, Consumer Protection Division, and Medicaid Fraud Control Unit. Seniors versus Crime the Florida Department of Law Enforcement will also actively assist the team with investigations and outreach efforts. So we salute Ashley Moody yes. for taking care of the senior citizens of Florida. And we thank Ashley Moody, the Attorney General's Office, and the Seniors Against Crime for inviting Nancy Stewart and myself to speak at a group gathering on April the 25th, what happens to be Stu's birthday. That's right. And it will be at 2 o'clock. I'll be at Chuck E. Cheese that day. It'll be at Chuck E. Cheese. But Nancy and I, and, and Rick, I might ask you to come along. Uh, they're asking us how to tell to tell seniors how to avoid being taken advantage of when they buy, lease, or maintain a repair car. Is this free and open to the public? It is free and open to the public. And the first 500 to sign up will receive free copies of Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Excellent. And we, and we, well, we hold that up, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. So that'll be 2 o'clock. 2 That's o'clock. A nice book. That's a hardback. 2 yeah. o'clock on April 25th, Stu's birthday, 900 Brandywine Road. That's just off of I-95, Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard, by the way. It's the United Methodist Church. And uh, as I say, we're going to have bagels, cream cheese, donuts, coffee. And... Uh, You'll have your chance to answer any question you have of Nancy or me. And, Rick, uh, if you can make it. uh, I will make the arrangements. I will be there. And if you have any friends or relatives or seniors that are concerned about this thing, that's the perfect thing for for them to come out and check out. Exactly. Especially if they're right there in the area. It's not too hard to get to. And, uh, yeah, encourage your your grandparents, your parents. It's centrally located. Yeah. What a what a great venue. And with this being the retirement state, uh, folks, I can't tell you or emphasize enough, uh, this is going to be a, a, a great event. Mm-hmm. And uh, bring, as Stu said, bring your grandparents, uh, bring 
bring them all. Yeah, neighbors, Come on everybody. In. Yeah, Nancy and I met with the uh, Seniors Against Crime folks uh, yesterday briefly, <laughs> and we talked about it. And uh, the thing they kept saying uh, to us is the main thing that we that we need to make clear to the seniors that are being victimized is that buying a car today is not like it was back in the day. And I didn't say anything, uh, but I know what they were saying and what they were thinking. Problem is, 50 years ago, there were a lot of seniors out there, because they weren't seniors then, but they were buying cars, and there was, there was a trust thing. There was a fact that you could trust the folks you dealt with. The sad truth is, even back then, they weren't being, they were being taken advantage of anyway. They just didn't know it. And now today, it's gotten even worse. But car dealers have been pretty rough on their buyers for a long time, as the Gallup poll suggests, at least since 1977. And that's 40-some-odd years ago. So 40-some-odd years ago, the car dealers were held in very low esteem as they are today. But the seniors today that are buying cars are being too trusting. And they're going in, and they're buying a car, from someone that has got a big smile on his face and is very friendly and he's very charming and has charisma and they could be their grandkid. You know, oh, Tommy the salesman, he looks like my grand my grandson and they're taken advantage of. And this is what we have to do. We have to explain to the seniors they have to do their homework, they have to research it, and they have to use tools available to them. So it'll be April 25th, as I say, 2 o'clock. It'll be at uh, the... Uh, on Brandy Ryan, what did I say, Brandy yeah, Wine? Yeah, 900 Brandy, Brandy Wine Road in West Palm Beach. Just off I-95, Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard, Texas. And Thanks. we'll get the information yeah. out to you. And that's at the, the gathering place at United Methodist Church. Exactly. Good okay, point. folks, we, point. we got the mystery shopping report coming up, but we got a little bit of time here. Got another text. And All right, let's do that text. This is from Steve, and he's in New Jersey. He's, he's texted in a few times. Hi, Steve from New Jersey. I I read recently about a high rate of engine bay plastic part failure in newer BMWs. Rick, what's your opinion about the durability of plastic parts, particularly in high heat areas? Do you know of, of which manufacturers use less plastic engine parts? Hmm. Uh, hard to say on that one because if you use the term plastic generically, we've had Bakelite parts in cars all the way back into the early 70s. I mean, they've there have been plastic under the hood for many, many years, and it's all part of the idea of reducing weight and making things lighter weight, which equals better fuel economy. Well, in your experience, in your 25-plus years experience, have you seen an unusual number of failure of plastic bakelite or you know non-metal parts do you see the non-metal parts fail at a greater frequency than the metal parts not really i and a good portion of it is a lot of the plastic parts don't expand and contract with heat like certain metals yeah. will well so plastic things has will a, hold up better plastic has a negative connotation particularly to some of us old timers back in the day uh was it the uh the uh, 40s 40s or oh. no, no 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 what was the thing uh, the thing plastics you know with Dustin Hoffman oh yeah that was from the graduate graduate plastics yeah. plastics I got one word to say to you 
Good. Plastic. Plastic. <laughs> so that, that's when the plastic first came out, and then it was kind of shoddy and cracked yep. and melted. Yep. But uh, it's an old term, and plastic parts are just fine in cars today. I was one years old when that movie came out. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> How do I know it? I, I, know. T- I took you to the movie, but you were sleeping. No, you, took me to, you took me to Barbarella. Yes, I did. Which no. was uh, oh, soft porn, even boy. by 1960 <laughs> standards. All right. Uh, we have one more text that came in. Uh, a new texture. It's a new name on it. I have, and this is for Rick, I have a 2007 Suburban 5.3 engine. Just replaced eight lifters last week because AMF DOD design since then. I've been driving in. I, this is all technical stuff, man. Rick, I hope you understand what I'm saying because nobody else does. <laughs> right. Let me try it again. AMF DOD design since then, I've been driving in three on the transmission to keep it in V8 mode. Is there a cheap bypass besides besides buying a tuner? You are right outside my level of expertise on this because you're talking about modifying an engine to try to avoid a mechanical failure. Uh, lifters are an internal part that help move the valve train. If they're failing, it's generally because of an oil pressure issue, and it sounds to me like you've got problems in that engine a lot more than what uh, trying to use a tuner would help. A tuner is basically a, uh, shall we say, a plug-in module that tries to change the way the computer runs the engine, and keeping your engine in third gear in the transmission is not a good idea. You're going to cause issues with that motor. You've you've got some internal engine problems that need to be diagnosed there first. Oh, good. That was a great answer, in my opinion. I think so, yeah. too. And, <laughs> if you, and if you have additional specific questions, we'll give it to Rick. You can text again. Yeah. We'll give it to him, and he can get, he'll text you back after the show. Great idea. Okay. Well, we're all caught up. And we have a John we're from Palm City on the phone. Yeah, we're going uh, oh. to talk to John from West Palm Beach and... I'd like to say good morning to you, John, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I want to respond to that gentleman about the plastic parts, the engine, and that, and uh, just let him know that uh, he needs to find out whether they're plastic or nylon. When you're talking about the Ford V6 back in the 70s and 80s, their uh, timing gear on the lower one, uh, that was nylon, and those would wear out, and then we'd just go ahead and replace it with the steel one. And not the old the nylon because the steel holds up longer. Um, but also, there's nothing wrong with nylon parts because I had a '70 GTO Judge, and I think you guys sold a couple of those. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we took our rubber bushings out of the front suspension and we replaced them with the nylon bushings, oh. and it made it a lot stiffer, so it held mm-hmm. better. Uh, I'm from Detroit, and uh, uh, used to run on Woodward and Gratiot, and uh, there's nothing wrong with nylon, and that, I don't know of any. The only plastic parts are the door handles and that. But anything with really suspension or engine, it was always nylon, as far as I know. And uh, you shouldn't be afraid of those. As a matter of fact, they're a lot stronger than, uh, like, the rubber in that when we're talking about suspension. Uh, well, John, once again, you, John you remember those uh, judges, uh, Day Glow Orange with a, a four on the floor and uh, dual quads? Yeah. Well, it wasn't dual quads on the 70 GTO judge. Um uh-huh. They, none of the judges or the none of the judges since '69 had uh, the tri power. Oh, three two barrels. They, they, they yeah. only had four. They only yeah, had four. Yeah, three, three two barrels. There you go. Yeah. See, yeah. Uh, the, well, the tri powers were for like '66, '67, '68. Yeah. 
and that. Um, but the tri-power wasn't available on the judges, or uh, six, I should say the 69 judges in that. Yeah, Those about, were all the uh, four barrels. You get about 10 miles of the gallon, or maybe eight. Do a quad uh, <laughs> for um, most of their motors. But they're great. The reason why I love Pontiacs is because we could interchange them, and for a, a, a stroker motor, we took a 455 block, we took the 428 mm-hmm. uh, uh, Super Duty uh, crank, yeah. And uh, the Rammer heads, and that made a great motor. Yeah. Muscle cars, those were the days. John, thanks very much for the call. We pre- really appreciate it. Thank you, John. All right. Thanks. Give call us again. a call again. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I think Got we're going to get uh, I think we, have we have some text, Rick. We do have one on YouTube. Uh, just as a, a quick thing, I've been kind of watching our followers on YouTube here, and we have folks from as far away as Philadelphia, Boise, Idaho, and Middletown, New York have been chiming in just to say hello today. Uh, but Michael Hartney is asking, he says, I'm in the market for a new or a couple-year-old Toyota Corolla, and then I'm finding out that for 2014 on, they have CVT problems. Just how big and bad is this? Well, it's actually, there is a recall out on the CVT transmissions for a reflash, a recalibration. The software was written badly, and it was causing some problems that could cause damage to the transmission. Once that reflash is done, that solved that issue, and if the transmission is still driving normally, You'll have no worries whatsoever. It's it's not something that's like a cumulative thing. If the problem was going to occur, it would have happened and it would have taken it out. But right now, if the reflash has been done, you'll be just fine with that CVT. And bear in mind that these are sort of the wave of the future for a transmission right now. Because instead of shifting gears constantly like an automatic or manual transmission normally would... This keeps the engine in its perfect power band for the most efficient running of fuel efficiency with the best amount of power and the lowest emissions, that nice sweet spot. And because it can continuously change that that drive ratio to almost an infinite level, it's not like having just a six-speed transmission where you only have six choices of ratio. This one has an infinite number of ratios. Thank you, Rick. Uh, if we have any more text, we can do one more, and then i got to get to the Mystery Shopping Report. We are caught up. Okay, Mystery Shopping Report. I can't believe it's been two years since we last Mystery Shop Mapleton's North Palm Hunting. They're on North Lake Boulevard. We're not sure where they are, whether it's Lake Park, uh, Palm Beach Gardens, North Palm Beach. It's a jigsaw puzzle. O- officially, it's Lake Park. Lake Park. But I get confused on North Lake Boulevard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, North Lake Boulevard goes through the county, Palm Beach Gardens, Lake Park. It's confusing. But anyway, GPS, Google Maps knows how to get you there. Uh, we set our sights on Napleton Day after one of last week's callers gave us a nice, glowing review of his experience there. We were pretty impressed, given that with the exception of just one, no Napleton dealership has ever made it to our recommended dealer list. Now... His experience was interesting because this uh, caller had gone into Napleton Hyundai and he had uh, 
priced a car out, and he said, I'm not going to make my mind up. Uh, I'll be back. And he did come back. And when he came back, he said, I decided to buy the car at the price that they discussed. And the salesman said, thank you very much. But then the manager came in and said, just because you came back and we valuable value you so much as a customer, we're going to take another $300 off the price of the car. Did I get that right? Perfectly. Yeah. Nice. So <clears throat> we were a little skeptical, skeptical of that, but uh, we believe in paying credit where credit is due, and we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. That was a nice thing to do if that was truly uh, positively motivated. Uh, it was a good thing to do. But we decided we better go back because we haven't been in there in so long. Uh, anyway, uh, this uh, Naples Hyundai is no longer on the list. When we returned in June of 2017, they were pretty horrible. Our shopper went to see about a super low payment advertised on their website, only to discover sneaky high-pressure sales tactics back on the bad dealers list. They weren't. As I've explained recently, because our longtime mystery shopper, Agent X, was becoming too well-known, we took a year hiatus from investigating Naples dealerships. Uh, in the case of the North Palm Beach Hyundai store, it was nearly two years. Hope we, we, hope we don't burn out Agent Thunder. No, uh, no. We got a lot of dealerships to check out. Maybe we could go to disguises. Sure. Sure. The addition of Agent Thunder to the team allows us to go back to these old battlefields. And uh, that's what we've been doing. Agent Thunder's instructions were to try to buy a new Hyundai Santa Fe while acting like an unprepared, ill-informed buyer. Someone we call Larry Laydown. Female would be Linda Laydown. Too many people walk into a store, car dealership, and are totally trusting. And this is what we're going to be talking to the seniors uh, again, uh, versus crime uh, group about, too. Trust is something you cannot show when you buy a car. I mean, I, I, I almost choked on that word. When you go into a car dealership, you can't trust the folks. I'm sorry. I just have to say it the way no, it you is. You just can't take it for granted. No, no. Operation report. I'm speaking in the first person. Is if I were Agent Thunder. I arrived at Naples North Palm Hyundai at 10.30 a.m. was greeted outside as I walked to the entrance by a salesperson named Tom. Tom looked friendly, energetic. He smiled a lot. Tom engaged me in conversation that wasn't directly related to car shopping, but I could tell he was doing it to get information. For example, he asked me a lot about uh, my job, my family, um, about the car I was currently driving. My answers probably helped him size me up to see if I was able to buy and what kind of car I could afford. I said I was uh, a married mortgage broker with three young kids and that my last car was a lease. He likely surmised that I was somewhat well off uh, with decent credit. I said my life liked the Santa Fe and we both thought it would be a great vehicle for our growing family. Tom agreed, asked me if I had any particular trim levels in mind. I said, I don't know what a trim level is. You know, car dealers, including this group here, I might say. We say trim all the time. We say it all the time. We have to realize good salesmanship, you speak the customer's language. And you speak things they understand. Trim level. What's the trim level? Tom laughed, apologized. He said trim referred to the different versions of each model. Some trim levels had less bells and whistles. Of course, there's another auto term. Oh, yeah. 
bells and whistles. whistles. Yeah. Gingerbread. Yeah. Fluff. Yeah. I thought trim level is how high you got a haircut above your ear. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> At any rate, we're into the discussion now. There's a rapport established there. A laughter and trust is being built between Agent Thunder and the salesperson. Uh, I said my, pros- my, my wife would probably like all the bells and whistles. Bit of a chauvinist statement there, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not. Not Agent Thunder. Tom said my wife would love the, lim- the limited trim level. It had leather seats, all the high-tech safety features, basically every option. I replied that I think she had been eyeballing limited online. I said that getting all the options sounded great, but realistically, I need to keep the price reasonable. I was planning to finance the purchase, and I had to keep my payments affordable. Tom asked if uh, she'd been shopping online. Interesting. It is interesting. I underlined that uh-huh. in the report that Stu wrote out for me. Tom asked if I had been shopping online. Now remember that. I said I didn't think so. She was on HyundaiUSA.com, not a dealer's website. We had a caller last week that wanted to know, I think was saying that the, they could get prices from the manufacturer that would preclude having to negotiate with the dealer. You can't get prices no. from the manu- manufacturer. State law prohibits the manufacturer from quoting prices. The only thing they can quote is MSRP, Manufacturer Suggested Retail Price. So when you go to a manufacturer's website, all you're going to see is sticker price, yeah. which is a lot of money. They'll refer you to a dealer. They'll refer you to a dealer. And the manufacturers would like to give you the price, but state franchise laws lobbied in by big auto dealers, big auto dealers, protect them from having the manufacturers compete with them. Um, I lost my place here. Uh, oh, wait, just on Hyundai yeah, USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I said I didn't think so. She was on, yeah, okay. Uh, <clears throat> he asked if I had a payment in mind. I replied that I wanted to keep it at $500 or less. Now, I'm where they want me. Every car dealer wants you to be a payment buyer. Why? Because once they know what you can afford per month, they really have you. Because they can vary the interest rates, the profit on the car, the number of years that you make the payment to maximize their profit. So when you tell them any number per month, they can manipulate that number. They can, they can give you the number you want. But by varying the variables that they have the control over, like the interest rate, the add-ons. The term. The term. Yeah. Spe- spe- specifically the term. Back in the old day, there was something called a... a um, um, Car mortgage. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did that, too. We've you for no. 30 years? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, a... Uh, Single large payment. Um, a balloon. A balloon payment. I was mm. blanking on that. Balloon payments very were, scary. were common back in the day. I mean, that's something really evil we did years ago. and Especially uh, when they didn't tell them about, tell them about the balloon part. <laughs> right. So you want to pay a dollar a month? No problem. Dollar a month? No problem. Dollar a month for 60 months, then a $25,000 balloon, balloon payment. <laughs> right. Yep. So that's true. That's way back. Anyway, I digress. I told him I wanted $500 or less. 
Uh, he asked if I planned to put any money down. I said $5,000. Boy, his eyes would have gotten big there. You say I'll do $500 a month, and I got $5,000 down. They got you. There you go. You can buy almost anything. Yeah, I think it's important to point out that was the moment Agent Thunder failed, and that's what set the course of the rest of this mystery show. Exactly. Even though it wasn't spoken out loud, that was going that's through true. their heads. Yep. Tom looked at me like he was struck by a stroke of genius. <laughs> there you go. He finally, I mean, his big smile on his face. He held up his hands to stop me from talking and told me not to worry about the price or payment because he had a great idea. He was actually a little convincing. I'm telling you, that, that is trained, and even though we're all reformed here, actually I've, I didn't need to be reformed, but we were trained whenever you have a, act like you have a brilliant idea, like you just thought of it, even though. I got it. Wait a minute, I got a great idea. Follow me. Yeah. Hey, I want to do this on camera. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we, we were actually trained, I'm not lying, yeah. and body language. I'm not on camera, so you can't see it. So continue, please, sorry. He, he told me to follow him, led me into the showroom. He showed me a bright orange Santa Fe Limited right on the showroom floor. It was a retired service demo with 4,733 miles. MSRP was $33,830, MSRP. Tom said because it was a demo, we could give me a great deal on it. He suggested we drive it, but first we had to sit down and put my info into the computer. I'll digress a little bit because I think we have the time here. Demonstrators are usually sold at less than a new car, but they don't depreciate demos. Demos are carried on the books just at the same price, and sometimes they'll pay a salesman a spiff on a demonstrator. It depends, but back in the day, demos used to be sold for just the same price we did a new car because the perceived savings was there. It's a demo. It's got 4,700 miles on it or whatever it is, and therefore I'm going to save money. And you sometimes we actually ended up making more money on the demonstrator than we did on the regular car. Just a word to the wise. Tom drove the car off the showroom floor so we could take it on test drive. Before leaving the dealership, he led me around the car, giving a competent presentation. On the test drive, he talked about the car really focusing on safety features like uh, distance pacing cruise control. Sounds very impressive. Distance pacing. Sounds like a laser. Yeah. It's radar yeah. cruise. Radar, yeah. And of course, lane departure assist. We know what that is. Yep. Back at the, uh, Napleton's, he said he was going to get figures from his manager. He asked me if I was still good with putting $5,000 down. I said I was. He was gone for only a few minutes, returned with a buyer's order. He said he had great news. His boss had discounted the vehicle, and I would be looking at a payment of $536 for 60 months with $5,000 down. Now, this is classic salesmanship. He did exactly the right thing. You asked for... $500 a month. He came back at 536 You never come back on the first pencil mm -hmm. car vernacular. You, you, got, you need somewhere to go. You got you, you always ask for more than you expect to get. And when the salesperson gives you a price that might be a good price with a good commission and a lot of profit, you don't accept it right away. You have to negotiate. You have to make the, sales, the uh, customer feel that they won that they won the negotiation. So we have to come back in at a higher. So he did four, $536 for 60 months instead of 500 
with the 5,000 down. I said that was too high. He knew you were going to say that. Uh, and I reminded him that I needed to be no more than 500. Tom said that the payment would come down $20 with every 1,000 that I put down. He said if I could come up with 6,000, I would be a lot closer to my payment. So he still, he still got you into control here. Yeah. And he's talking, and he's wrestling with you a little bit. Maybe you come up to $510 a month. Maybe you come up to $505 a month. But he's working you. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't, and he gives in, then you won. That's all the psychology of the negotiation. By the way, I did run the numbers for 60 months uh, using a, a, a decent interest rate. It comes up pretty much exactly 536 so he mm-hmm. it was a real payment they could do that yeah. I pretended to struggle with this I said I could probably come up with some money but it would be painful stretch I nodded yes I would put down 6,000 Larry laid down mm-hmm. I looked over the buyer's order after Tom went to tell his manager the news the discount I received was a mere thousand dollars off MSRB they added an $899 dealer fee $129 e-tag filing fee, $149 private tag agency fee. Now, folks, these are all dealer fees. You add them all up, $1,177. Three dealer fees. When Tom came back with the manager, I missed the manager's name. I didn't challenge the price of the fees. I just told him I would need to take the papers home to my wife for a review. If she agreed... We'd be back that afternoon to sign in. Back in the day, you'd say, what's the matter? You can't make a decision without the little woman. That's right. Are you you a man? Are you a man? (laughs) Who wears the pants in the family? That was back in the day. Exactly. Excuse me for interrupting you. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to hear from you. We'd like to hear you vote. Give us a text at 772-497-6530. The manager suggested... Uh, I signed my part of the paper, and my wife could sign later. I said, I don't think that's a good idea, and assured him that he would be back. He offered to get me the $500 payment I wanted. Okay, there there you have understanding car salespeople. You ask for a certain payment and a certain down payment. They tried to raise the payment. They tried to raise the down payment. Uh, and then you finally agreed to the payment of the $5,000 down and five and they and they met your, your needs they said I asked they said they would do it but I, I wouldn't do it anyway I went home uh, that's when you get your best price when they think you're going home and you even get a better price when you really go home the best thing you can do if you want to play the negotiation game game is to really turn around and walk out and leave that brings shakes it all out Mm-hmm. The best they're going to do is shakes it all out because they know when they when you leave that dealership, you lose control. That's when all the cards go on the table. Exactly. Here's the epilogue. Nothing too horrible this, this time, just your run-of-the-mill car shopping experience in South Florida. This mission highlights exactly what game consumers need to prepare themselves going online before visiting a car dealership. Remember I said at the beginning when we said, yes, did you go online? It's a two-tier pricing system. Car dealers have an online price, substantially better than the one that you get when you go in the showroom. In this case here, it was $6,000 less. $6,000. If you had just gone online, you would have had a pretty good price. 
They might have tried to bump you, but you would have still been in the same negotiating position at a lower starting point. And if you stuck to your guns, you could have bought it. Yep. And uh, per your request this morning, we also went in the true car, um, which is another great way to get get a good price on the car. Now, true car doesn't show the specific prices for the vehicles. They you have to uh, contact the the dealer to get their price, but they do show you an average of all the true car dealers' price. So uh, their, the average true car price is twenty eight thousand three forty four, which is uh, considerably less than what the price that Agent Thunder was given. What was it? Can you do the do the subtraction there? Because we advocate true car uh, as a price uh, third party pricing uh, as we do uh, Costco, truecar.com and costcoautobuying.com, and these two sources are something to remember and write down and try. You still want to shop and compare prices. Stu just did the arithmetic, $4,486 less Correct. at True Car, and you could have done that online. You could have gotten the price online from Napleton himself. Uh, so online, 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 costcoautoprying.com, truecar.com are the best ways to buy a car without being ripped off by a car dealer. And that sums up the show. Well, we had something else interesting on there. I don't know if you if you, you caught that. So we've been saying on the show the best way to determine whether a fee is legitimate or not is if they charge sales tax to it. Ah. Um, so if there is a sales tax charged to a, a fee, no matter what they call it, it's a dealer fee. It's profit to the dealer. Um, on their buyer's order, it was very strange. So they had the... Um, E-tag, yeah, the the tag, you know, the e-tag filing fee and the and the bar and the dealer fee were above the sales tax line, but the private tag agency fee was below the line. Yeah. However, they did calculate sales tax on it, so it was a kind of like a shuffling around, maybe to disguise it. Well, it'd be interesting uh, if uh, there are acts. One possible explanation is they're mistakenly charging sales tax on the hundred forty nine dollars. Did we actually do the we did Oh, yeah, the, I did the calculation. Oh, they did not charge it. No, they did. The sales tax, when oh. you take the total amount of sales tax, yeah. it included that 149 Well, they shouldn't be charging sales tax on that. On the tagging CV? Yeah. Well, yeah, they should. I mean, oh, I mean, oh okay. They did charge. Yeah. Oh, what, I'm, I started saying, yeah, what I meant to say is maybe they didn't charge, but they did charge. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So uh, maybe the only reason there would be because uh, it sounded like. Because of this show. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody could say, oh, that must be legitimate. Yeah. It's after yeah. sales tax. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to do. It takes time, but that is the acid test. When you see a fee you can't understand or describe or uh, assimilate, just check it out arithmetically to see if the 6% Florida sales tax was charged. Yeah. If they charge a 6% Florida sales tax, yeah. it is a illegitimate fee. It is a profit to the dealer, and that's a sure acid test. That's what I was explaining to Larry Mullinex, by the way, when I was talking to him about his... Uh, his uh, dealership in North Palm Beach or Lake Park. So there we have it. We have to come up with some uh, scores here. Uh, do we have some online scores? We do. Uh, we have a D from Mr. Eggers. We have a C from Joni. Gail gives him an F. Laney gives him an F. Bob gives him a D plus. Linda, longtime listener, we love her, gives him a huge F, but an A plus for our show. Oh, thank I you, like Linda. That. <laughs> All right, Stu, what's your score? Uh, gosh, it's tough because uh, I wasn't kidding. In the epilogue, I mentioned that's just your typical day in a car dealership in South Florida. It, <sighs> C minus. I'm passing them. Yeah. Nancy. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me for stealing your material, but it is so typical. Yeah. So typical. And C minus 
Rick? Uh, I'm giving them a D minus. Barely passing. But I just think they 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 just played the game. It, it's yeah, uh, yeah. I'm wondering yeah. if the guy's wearing polyester pants and a a two inch wide white belt. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, I, I I think I think one of the reasons it's so hard for us is because it is a Naples dealership, and the Naples dealerships have been the worst of the worst for so long. But uh, frankly, I'll give him. I'll yeah, give they, him, he went in. I'll give him a C. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give him the highest grade. Uh, a C because it's typical, and uh, uh, the dealer fees, the multiple dealer fees, uh, we grade on the curve. We have to grade on the curve. We have to have a re- recommended dealer list. Otherwise, there's no place to buy cars. Yeah. If you want to buy a Hyundai, uh, Napleton Hyundai in North Palm Beach on North Lake Boulevard, yeah. they didn't lie. Average. Yeah, they didn't lie. There was no high pressure. Yeah, they let them leave with a, f- a complete official buyer's order. Uh, that's a, uh, that's even a, another reason. Yeah, because a lot of car dealers won't give you that, and they'll tell you if you leave, the price is no good when you come back. So uh, there was less deception here. I almost want to give them a C plus. Uh, you, you and can if, change your grade. Your and if Napleton, if Napleton is getting better, then we've accomplished our mission. We're near the end of the show. Right. Recommend them. Yeah, and uh, that's our mystery shop from Napleton, Napleton North Palm Beach Hyundai. Uh, folks, don't forget you can go to Earl on cars.com uh, you can see the good dealer bad dealer list uh, podcast from uh, p- our past shows and our show today and all our past uh, mystery shopping of course there's a whole lot there and uh, it can uh, bring you up to speed we want to thank all of you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars and we'll be right back here next week have a wonderful weekend right. oh.